But once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. You're not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. siren it's time for frank's power play frank take it away and we'll start it off with the winner of the stanley cup is the tampa bay lightning they are going back to back they beat the montreal canadians one nothing in game five ross colton scored the cup clinching goal pulled win a one nothing thing hockey game and of course Andre Vasilevsky was the Conn Smythe Trophy winner for playoff most valuable player. Played phenomenal in net for the Bolts, so they've gone back to back. And of course, some similar. And the thing for fans of the Red Wings to be proud of is the fact that Steve Eiserman has his fingerprints all over this still. Also, but we'll get more into the Iser plan momentarily. Okay. So moving on to a lot of news that has happened since the cup was handed out, and I'm not going to make mention of what happened at some boat party because that's not really newsworthy. A little bit of sad news as uh, Columbus Blue Jackets hits goaltending prospect. Uh, I'm going to try and say this name right. Matisse Kivlenix. I think I'm saying that correctly. Yeah, I think he, so. He uh, lost his life in a fireworks accident back on July 4th, North in, uh, uh, actually at the home of Manny Legacy up in my home state of Michigan. What ha- But what happened was he was with- there with uh, teammate Elvis Merzlikens. They were in Novi High because they were celebrating the uh, wedding of Legacy's daughter, Sabrina. And of How course- old is Legacy? Dang. He's in his he's in his fifties. I've I've met I've actually I've actually met Manny Legacy before. This was like about oh, six years ago. Oh, really really good guy. But what happened was uh, they were they were shooting some fireworks off, and I guess I don't know what happened, but something went something went crazy. There was a str- there was a mortar that got stray, Mer- and Merz Lickens was. Stand with his his wife Alexandra, who is pregnant, and there was a mortar coming their way, and I guess uh, Kivlenix jumped in front of it, took it right in the chest, and unfortunately lost his life as a result. So basically, he was being a, 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 a yeah, champion. like he was trying to save somebody. Okay, yes, I mean it's That's it's sad, sad but you know sad. what, he died. Man died a hero. So right, right. That was good of him to do that. Yeah, the funeral was. There was a funeral that was held in uh, Upper Arlington, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Oh, so I uh, definitely. So moving on, expansion draft will be happening. Thing this next week on Thursday. Actually, no, wait, I have that wrong. Uh, should be when I think it's Wednesday, twenty first. 
her. So the Seattle Kraken will be adding their team. And here's the, uh, and this will be held hel- July 21st at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Same rules as the Vegas Golden Knights and the Kraken will select one player from each team for a total of 30, at least 14 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies. So here's some rules. They must choose a minimum of 20 players under contract for the 2021-22 regular season and those with an aggregate expansion draft value that is between 60 and 100% of the prior season's upper limit for the salary cap. The Kraken cannot buy out players chosen in the expansion draft earlier than the summer following its first season. And now teams can neither protect seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie, or eight skaters, any combination of forwards and defensemen, and one goalie under the following conditions. The Kraken also have an exclusive window from July 18th to 21st to interview and potentially sign pending free agents who were left unprotected in the expansion draft, and if they sign a player in that window, it counts as their pick from the player's former team. And all players with no movement clauses at the time who declined to weigh them must be protected and will be counted towards the team's applicable protection limits. All first and second year pros and all on-site draft choices will be exempt from selection and will not count toward protection limits. In addition, here's what NHL teams must meet. One, def- one defenseman who is A, under contract in 2021-22 and B, played in at least 40 games the prior season or played in at least 70 games the prior two seasons. Two forwards who are under contract in 21-22 and play at least 40 games the prior season or at least 70 games in the prior two seasons and... There's just a bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo here, so expansion draft will be taking place Wednesday night. And, of course, a little bit of news on the crack, and they'll be playing their first preseason game against the Vancouver Canucks. It won't be in the new Climate Pledge Arenas. That won't be ready until mid-October. So a little news there. And some draft news. The complete order has been determined, and there will be 31 picks in the first round. But there's 32 teams, and that's because the Arizona Coyotes, who had the 11th pick, they had to forfeit that because of some violations that they had, and I guess it was due to COVID protocols or something. I don't remember off the top of my head. So that will be the orders up on the NHL.com. As I mentioned before, Buffalo has the first pick. Seattle will pick second. Anaheim third. New Jersey fourth. Columbus fifth. And the Red Wings will pick sixth. So that's the draft order there. Moving on to some other news, and like I said, there's been a lot that has happened. We'll go to who Nashville Predators goaltender Pecorine has retired after 15 seasons, which I didn't, when I got this news, I was like, damn, I didn't realize he's been playing that long. Yeah, I think time goes by fast for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, 38 years old. Spent his entire career in no, Nashville. That's not old. Yeah. <laughs> but he was an unrestricted free agent this summer. But, of course, father time has caught up with him. Again, he was one of the, be- one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. He won the Vesna Trophy in 2018 and was the winner of the King Clancy Trophy in 21. Presented annually to player who best exemplifies leadership qualities on and off the ice and made a noteworthy humanitarian contribution in his community. He, so that likely means that UC Soros will be Rene's successor, but he is a restricted free agent. And fun fact about Rene, he was the eight, he was an eighth round pick by the Nashville Predators in the 2004 draft. And now 
Oh, the only two players that are left that in the NHL who were drafted after the seventh round because they went to seven rounds after the 2005 lockout are Brian Elliott and Yaroslav Halak. And, of course, one more note, Rene did get to play for a cup in 2017 where the Predators unfortunately lost to David the Bad Got Harris's Pittsburgh Penguins. So how many rounds was it before? It went, I think it went nine. I want to say it went nine rounds because I know it was... I know in the 90s it went probably as many as 15. Yeah, that's how the NBA kind of was, too, back in the day, where it was like, uh, before, I think until, it's down to two rounds, but back in the day, it used to go like six or seven, maybe eight. Yeah, and he became, well, he became the starter in Nashville in 2008-9. He had 368 wins since then, which ranks second behind Marc-Andre Fleury, 60 shutouts, which is tied with Flurry for the most and a .917 save percentage. So, oh, hats off to Rene. And some other news, buyout-wise, Minnesota Wild. Remember back in 2012 when they signed Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter to big contracts and thought, well, I guess we're going to be seeing Lord Stanley going to Minnesota soon. Yeah, about that. <laughs> that never happened, and both Parisi and Suter who signed matching 13 years, $98 million deals back on July 4th of 2012, have been bought out. Uh, so, so that will basically clear up two protected spaces for the wild head of the expansion draft, and they both had no movement clauses. And so I believe they had, if it was signed, the buyouts create $10.33 million in cap space, and they'll get paid 6.7 million each over the next 8 years but are going to have an upward of 13 million dollars in dead space against the cap in 2022 and 2023 through 2024 and 2025. Parisi ended up just scoring 7 goals and 11 assists in 45 games last year and ended up being a healthy scratch so I guess his game is really tailed off. Ryan Suter on the other hand a defenseman he had 3 goals and 16 assists in 56 games but averaged about 22 minutes a night. All right, and of course he finished he ended up finishing second for Norris in his first year in Minnesota. I think most likely Suter's probably going to get picked up by a team for probably more term. I thought that maybe the Red Wings would be a prime candidate, but I'm not so sure that's the case now because of a move they made, which I'll get to. Parisi, I'm not really sure. I think he's probably he might get signed to maybe a one or two year deal with some friendly term because he's not he doesn't. I'm not sure how much he has left in the tank. Mm-hmm. That happens a lot. Yeah, but I mean he wasn't the only. But they weren't the only ones to get bought out. As the Florida Panthers also bought out defenseman Keith Yandel, who had two years left on his deal. I think he'll probably get signed by another team for maybe a one or two year deal down the line. And let's move on to the Montreal Canadiens, who were the losers in the cup final. But one guy who was not a loser, Dominique Ducharme, who was <laughs> the interim head coach. And because he, the Canadiens got to the cup final, they removed the interim tag because he took over on February 24th from Claude Julien. And, and then they went on a run. Uh, and got to the cup final, so he got... <laughs> so I bet, bet, I'm looking to see how many years this is. Apparently I'm not finding that. Yeah, so... 
At least he gets a new deal. And some trades that have gone down. Oh, and I believe that's David Manning got Harris calling in. And, and on July 12th, this was really the first big trade domino to fall as mm-hmm. Derek, your Blackhawks, moved on from defenseman Duncan Keith. Well, he was 37 years yes, old. Yes, so I know. Yeah, and I'm gonna, It was one of those, it's kind of about time. Yeah, I know. He was kind of kicking the can. They sent him to the Edmonton Oilers along with depth forward Tim Soderlund in exchange for defenseman Caleb Jones. I'm kind of surprised that they, I'm surprised they did that. Well, for one, the Blackhawks did not retain any salary, right. which I think they basically fleeced Ken Holland. Again, this is my shocked face. Yeah, as you can see, he's not really shot, but you know. Um, so Ken Holland's over with Edmonton? Yes. So basically you take out Keith's contract. In addition, you've already you're already paying a ton of money to Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisidel. And you're basically gonna be pretty cap crunched and I'm not really sure sh- how much they're gonna be able to do come free agency or if they end up buying anyone out. I kinda thought that it was kinda weird. Why would you get Dun- Duncan Keith hasn't really been good or productive Exa- in the well, last here, couple of years. This is this, this is isn't what 2010. I don't get. This isn't 2010 at this all. This is what I don't get because in in the uh, Zoom call that Holland did with the media, he said he compared it to when the Red Wings acquired Chris Chelios back in 1999. What? And my reaction was, no. okay, here's the here's the problem I have with that. When you acquired Chris Chelios. He was coming off of a year where he actually was a finalist for the Norris Trophy in 98. Ended up, lo- ended up uh, losing out to Rob Blake. Mm-hmm. And Chelios, even though he played until he was well north of 40, still play- played Norris caliber on the blue line. He was actually runner-up in 2002 to Nick Lidstrom. And when the year the Wings won the Cup of the Hope. Hall of Fame team. Forty's not old either, but this was Duncan Keith, basically. Yeah, this is and how Dun- we, this is how we this is how we sum up Duncan Keith. Oh, give him the old yeller. Give him the old yeller. I mean, another one. I mean, come on, Duncan. When I saw that, I said, "What?" And of course, the other thing too is Duncan Keith hasn't gotten any Norris consideration in at least the last five seasons. True. Like I said, he his prime was between 2010 and probably 2016. Yeah, and 15 when he I believe it was 15 he, he won, won the Conn Smythe. Smythe. Right. So I when I saw that I said, well, you know, that's a name from the past. You know, great memories. Won a couple cups in the Conn Smythe. Won three actually. But it, right. But it's five years too late. <laughs> and I, I I thought maybe they're gonna bring the old man in, maybe veteran, uh, you know, presence in the locker room for for Edmonton, or you know, just to clear some money and get rid of them. I mean, but I, I hope they don't think he's going to be like 2015. Well, apparently Ken Holland must think that because he's compared it to what the Wigs added Chris Chelios. Mm. So with mm. that, I ha- I will echo the same three words I have said since Ken Holland became the GM at Edmonton. Poor Connor McDavid. Yeah. That, Connor it, Mc- <laughs> to me, Co- Connor McDavid, I don't mean to go off on this tangent here. He is the Mike Trout of the NHL. Super talented, 
Out on the West, where no nobody on the East Coast can really watch. Well, that him. too. But I mean, he's like su- super talented, one of the best, the, the best of the game. Him and Enza, and probably is just a victim of being on a poorly managed team. Yeah, that that does suck. I mean, it happens in NBA basketball as well. But yeah, Ken, when I saw that trade, I I I scratched my head. Like, yeah, I didn't understand that one. And like I said, I'm not really a, a hockey guy, but yeah, I, I'm a sports guy. But it's like you know, he's 37 years old. I mean, any, any pro sports, if you're past the age of 35, you don't have much left in the tank. Even LeBron, you can tell is. Father time is undefeated, never lost. Exactly. And there's a reason why. But continuing on with trades, uh, the Colorado Avalanche sent defenseman Ryan Graves to the New Jersey Devils for forward Mikhail Maltsev and a 2021 second-round pick. Like, I found that a little interesting because I thought that uh, Graves was kind of key piece of their blue line, but I guess... They wanted to clear up. I guess they said, you know, we're going to move on because mm-hmm. I think they were kind of getting cap crunched too. Yeah. And then the red. And then last night, the Red Wings ended up making a move. Move, and this is one that's kind of getting a lot of mixed reaction. Mm-hmm. They sent forward Richard Ponick and a 2021 second round pick to the New York Islanders. Also retained 50 percent of Ponick's 2.75 million dollar salary, mm-hmm. which is on the books through this coming season and got defenseman Nick Letty. Now, there are people saying, oh, well, Iserman's taking a page out of Holland's book. And I said, no, 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 no. There's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Nick Letty's only 30 years old, which, I mean, kind of surprised. I mean, he did, he did win a cup in Chicago. Oh, and I think also the reason why Iserman did this is because he looked at the potential free agent pool. I mean, I mentioned Ryan Suter was in there. There's also Alec Martinez. I don't think he was real crazy about giving out a lot of term to one of those guys and said, you know what, I just want somebody I want somebody who can come in and maybe just kind of take more, take more cider under his wing. And Letty seems to be that type of guy. I mean, he comes with a $5 million hit, but that's only through this season, so I think He's probably going to get flipped at the deadline and probably won't get more than a second rounder in return. But you know what? I'm not going to – I'm not a huge fan of this move, but I kind of understand why it happened. Right. And because, again, you want to get some veteran presence back there. What it does do is probably changes who they end up protecting in the expansion draft in terms of defensemen. Because since they got Letty, I think they're probably in, they got to protect him now, and then I believe they'll probably protect Philip Ronick, and I'm not sure if it'll be Troy Stetcher or someone else. Mm-hmm. Else, I'm gonna have to pull. I'll have to look up on Twitter to see what I saw uh, from a couple of, of uh, people. Uh, I thought you was ready with this, Frank. Yeah. So it'll. So it'll, we'll see what ha- we'll see what happens at least in, in terms of, of protecting for Red Wings defensemen. I think Troy Stetcher could be the odd man out. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with a couple of people last night. Said maybe if he gets protected or not, does he get taken by the Kraken because he's got one year left on his deal? Even though he wasn't really that impressive. Again, he was just kind of a 
steady, no frills style defenseman. And then, or it might possibly mean that they're looking to maybe buy out Danny DeKaiser, who's got at least one year left on his deal as well. I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not because I've heard Franz Nielsen may get bought out. But we'll see what Steve does there. There with the expansion draft coming up. And then the draft will be in six days on ESPN2 first round on a Friday night at 8 o'clock. And then free agency will open up a few days later. I believe that's on the 28th. So that'll do it for my power play on this Saturday, the 17th of July, in the year of our Lord, 2021. Actually, by the way, since the NHL on NBC is done. Oh, oh yeah. And quick final note about that. No more NHL on NBC. The end. Pierre Maguire, who is a former uh, Between the Benches reporter, he's now taking a position with the Ottawa Senators in a front office role. So at least he's found a home. Some people said they didn't like like McGuire being an analyst, but I I actually kind of enjoyed him because he knows his stuff. And the Stanley Cup's going to get fixed after it got dented oh, in yeah. a party in Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay's cleaning up on championships. The Buccaneers, the Lightning, and, and the Lightning had a chance to sweep the Canadians, but because of the COVID-19 restrictions, none of their family and friends could come up there to Montreal. And... Uh, they kind of lost game four, but kind of interesting. They kind of dominated in game five when they were down in Tampa and uh, ended up closing out the series. Yeah. And they at least clinched it on home ice. Right. Clinched it on home ice and just had a great celebration. But once again, shout out to NHL and NBC. So I guess we can say Wednesday, the NHL on ESPN Air will unofficially begin with the expansion draft. Hold on. And give them their give them their due, all right, Frank. Give them their due. But once again, though, we always talked about it though all the time that the, the the one thing I did not like about the NHL on NBC was the fact that they didn't really promote the game, and it was too much of trying to where's the game at, you know, playing a game of where the, the game is at is just horrible. So, well, uh, that won't be happening anymore because it'll now be on ESPN or ESPN two. Mm-hmm. Or, or end up being on TNT or TBS. Oh, that's right, TNT. But yeah, because Turner Sports will have broadcasting rights as well. Interesting how they do that. I mean, it's pretty cool that they, Turner actually has both the NBA and NHL. That is true. So we'll take a quick commercial break. Guess what? Guess who is on the phone line? David, the man of Guy Harris. What's up, man? When we come back, David, give us a little teaser. Uh, Australia 2-0 and against the men and the women's teams. Kind of. I have a friend that I coach with us from Australia, and he's celebrating about this. But it is exhibition games. Well, should we be worried, David? Should we be worried? Most people say yes. I say if you know basketball, you're not. You're not worried at all. Oh, so that's what you're saying. You're not worried at all. Okay, okay, David, I see what you're saying. Anyway, we'll take a quick commercial break. You're listening to 88.3 WCTs. After after further review, going out with this NHL on NBC song, giving them their just due. When we return, should USA Basketball be concerned that they have been losing in the exhibitions? That and more here on 88.3 WCTs after, after further review.